0: Black Aristocrats. Listen. And after you listen, subscribe. Black Aristocrats Podcast. I'm tired, bitch. You are listening
1: to a high standing production. <sighs> now, it's
0: a beautiful day, people. <clears throat> the marathon continues. You
1: say you <clears throat> the shit
0: again. Don't let your grind stop.
1: Fake niggas don't show me love and you. Bitches, I don't want your hugs. I got this pistol in a gang of hundreds. And this drop Mercedes Benz get done blunted. do will be surprised if you don't get what you never wanted. I'm on my fifth fly whip why you ain't never stunted. Never going broke. Funny cause I never it Lot of niggas around now that I ain't never fuck with That's why I'm in and out of town, out in other countries Busy. Like the less I come around, the more I get money And I been catching wind lately that the fans want me But I'm gonna keep getting rich or it's gonna get ugly So my mama, I'm a gangbang graduate Pioneered the transition from this crib It wasn't easy, nigga, but I mastered it That's why I still deliver rap so passionate Built my own lane, ain't no nigga ever hand me shit True story so, Do you understand the average? The fact I'm still standing speaks values to my savages We lust, lavishness, and so aim for extravagance Even if it's only temporary, at least we had the shit I press the gas till 160 on the dash and sit My bitch lit the blood and passed the shit Look, look, iPhone 4's and life on tour Get five racks every night What's the price on yours? I'm down to splurge on my bitch Cause I ain't wipe no wars Yeah, like king shit Yes. Fight,
0: me, <laughs> yeah. Black Aristocrats. Podcast. We got a special episode, man. I've been looking forward to this for so, so long, man. And uh this is a busy, it's a busy king right here, man. So you know, um, I was uh very, very, very elated when I got the call and he said, hey man, I'm in town, bruh. Let's go ahead and knock it out. And uh, man, I tell y'all, I was scrambling, man. Like, like them cartoons, man. When they make the little noise, I like, got. When they just scrambling, man, I got the man. I got the scrambling. Like, let me get busy and, and knock this out. But if anyone of y'all wondering, man, I got Mr. IMC himself, man. I got my man in here, man. Isaac Cooper, man. Give him a round of applause, man. What's up, my brother? Uh, how you doing, my brother? I'm good, baby. I'm good, baby. I'm good, man. How you doing? Man, I'm good, man. Honored to be here, brother. Hey, appreciate you, man. Shout appreciate out to everything you're you doing, big dog. Hey, man, shout out you, man. Yes, sir. Like I said off the air, man, you you a motivation and inspiration as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a lot of young people who I'm trying to touch, man, and I, I see you being the right guy, you know what right. I'm saying? Because you, right. you you touch the youth, man, and yeah. you lead by example, bro. Yeah, and, um, yeah. And I love it. Man, I you are it. doing it, brother. You are doing it, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I think just to, to be so intentional on... Content and what you what you sharing and what you talking about, folks listening. And we not we you know we don't even know at this very point. You know what I'm saying. And so just even how technology allows us to to spread a message, right? And and to exactly. and and to want this message to have a certain rhythm to it. Yeah, I'm exactly. all about it, bro. So shout exactly. out to you, big dog. Exactly. And speaking of technology, it's hard to 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 stay focused and filter filter through all of the BS that's going on with yeah. it, man. So yeah. that that just takes a level <laughs> of focus and responsibility in itself. Yes, you sir. know what yes. I'm saying? So, you know, uh <laughs> it, it, you know, you gotta stay focused, people. As hard as it may seem and as hard as it is, man, if you wanna get somewhere, you gotta stay focused. But most importantly, I feel like you gotta lead by example. Yeah. Don't yeah. ain't nobody gonna jump on your bandwagon, or don't expect nobody to jump on your bandwagon if you're not leading by example. That's right. You know. That's so, right. and, and once again, I'm gonna keep on saying it. This king right here, he does that. So, enough for this, man. Let's get right into it, man. Let's Let's do it, do, it, man, Bidaw. tell me a little bit about yourself, man. I'll tell the people I know a lot about you. You feel yeah, me? Which yeah. we're gonna get into it in the podcast, but let the listeners, man, and our fellow yeah. black aristocrats know, man, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, most definitely, man. So. Um, you know, I usually just share, man. I'm Jamaican by blood, Floridian by birth. Mm-hmm. You know, so 95% of my family's overseas. Uh, grew up here in Fort Walton. Ball is what I played. Three older brothers. Like we, we sports was our thing. Um, ended up getting a football scholarship. Transitioned to Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, as I was just telling Liv, man, if if it was up to me, i would still be playing ball, man. I yeah. miss it. But hold on, we're not going. We're not going fast forward too much. But we skipped a small little part when you said you played ball. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You was recruited. That's By the Heisman you. Trophy winner. Yes, sir. Yes, Pat sir. Sullivan, Pat right. Sullivan, that's yes. right, that's right, okay. that's right. Yeah, he came on down. <laughs> Let's not leave that out. Yeah, he we came can't leave that down. out. He came on down. Um, and it was a good experience, man, because, you know, I, I saw the level of re- respect that he got. You know, all of the guys that, that signed with us, they all had at least one big D1 offer. Um, our class, I feel like, set the stage at that university. We got a, we, I'll say a brand new, from a, the renovations to the stadium all the way to a uh, brand new field house, man, like a lot of developments came from that. And then it just seeing the type of influence he had when it came to the economics. Uh, but yeah, man, we signed, at, signed there at Sanford. I, I usually blow over this spot, man, so it's the first time I touched on it in, in, in so much detail. Uh-huh. Uh, signed on at Sanford. That was a unique experience, right? So um, less than 6% African-American at the university, so... We we were in a, a a unique location one because it's Birmingham then you have Tuscaloosa so Alabama then as well Auburn so it's usually hey you in Alabama it's just like yo Auburn Alabama I'm yep. like man neither Sanford you know what I'm <laughs> saying and I and I was very intentional on rapper where I played because I played against guys that went to Bama went to Auburn went to West Virginia whatever you know college across the country and so the one thing I do appreciate about going to a D1 AA school especially being a skill player is seeing that. The biggest difference from D1, Division 1A, like a Florida State, University of Florida, SEC, ACC school, the biggest difference between those two divisions is more so the depth of the players, of the quality of the players, right? I'll put our first team up against anybody. But once you get to the second team, now the skill level may drop off a little bit. That's big. Right. That makes sense. Right. And, and, and then the, the linemen. Right, so our 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 front five may not be it's averaging three hundred, right? Mm-hmm. It may be two sixty eight, you know, and so those two aspects were the biggest thing. But as a skill player, we were like, man, hey, we, we can go against anybody. Run up, you right know, up. and so um, that was an that was an experience that I'm glad that I was able to have because I was able to appreciate the the spectrums of of athletes, right? And not just think the top athletes go to these schools, mm-hmm. you know, and so uh, yeah, man. It, uh, again, injuries cut it short. Wish I could continue to play my my roommate, uh C Dove. He got drafted, went fifth round as a DB. He was on the other side. Um, sweet mate, Big Nick, man. He went to the Chicago Bears. He's actually still playing as we speak. So sweet, sweet, sweet. Um ever since then, we had a we had a number of DBs that come out from Jakowski Jou- Tart with the 49ers. Uh, James Bradbury with the Carolina Panthers. So I, I, I like to say we are the DBU um, yeah. <laughs> in some aspect. But yeah, bro, yeah. I like it, bro. Yeah. Y'all did make some noise too, man. And yes, sir. And some years after that, y'all made some noise, man. So I, yes, I've sir. been watching, man, and keeping up with Sanford, man. Yes, and, sir. Um, I like it, bro. I like it, bro. Right. And, um, I feel like I'm going to go out on the limb and say this too, man. And I know it might rub a lot of people the wrong way, but I feel like people... um. Like in, in Division Two schools and that, they got more heart. Yeah. They got more heart, man, yeah. than I feel like, than your average. I ain't going to say everybody, but your average D1 because the odds are against them. You know what I'm right. saying? And they, they want it just as bad as the other person, but I feel like they're going to go that extra mile That's right. to be seen. You know what I'm saying? That's and right. and to know, like, look, man, I went to this small school, but guess what? You ain't got more heart than me. Right. I'm about to show you you ain't going to work harder than me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. um. That's how I was, man. I never really went to the to the extra level, man. But anybody could tell you, man. Like, I wasn't athletically skilled, like the like the, the the top of the class or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they ain't had more hard than me. Straight up, they ain't had more hard than me. Yeah, they wasn't gonna go as hard as me. You right. feel me? When right. them niggas tired, right? I'm, I'm still cranking up, right? You feel right. me? And it's right. and it's it, it's been recorded, damn. I didn't damn new went to the hospital a few games, just yeah. leaving it all on the floor. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. So and and. I take that one characteristic and I try to apply that with life yeah. and what I'm doing. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like he might got more smarts than me. Mm-hmm. He might be surrounded by some people that's gonna elevate him faster than me. Right. But he ain't gonna go as hard as me. Right. Right. And I feel right. like that be talent any day. Man, you know that dog. You know, and that's that. Everyone, everyone has it in some form of fashion. It, it just it depends on the the environment that. Brings it out of it. I, I, you. You just, know what yeah. I'm saying? You gotta unlock it, man. That's like right. A, like a cheat code. That's you gotta right. unlock it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's right. You gotta unlock that's it, right, man. man. And, um, that's right. And and, that's right. And, and and I like it. And, and that's another reason why I jumped on JB's bandwagon with the silent work. Man, gangsta. Because um, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it speaks it, man. That's it right. It speaks it. And I'm a firm believer of it. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go hard for his stuff like it's mine because right. I know for a fact I see him and he he grinding. Right. He ain't talking about it, he doing it. That's I right. see you, you grinding. Right. You ain't right. talking about it, Right. doing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Silent work. I yeah. like it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and it means so much too, bro, cuz when you when you when you think about it, that that's where a majority of the progress is done when nobody sees it, right? Like even when we watch football games or basketball games, we don't watch all the practices. We watch the game, Straight right? Up. And so there was a lot of work that you know, we weren't able to observe, and so it was silent work at the end of the day. And and it's and it's like those ingredients, that thought process, being comfortable, being alone. You know what I'm saying? Like it, there's a level of isolation to that, right? And so. Um, you know, when he hey, when he shared it with me I was like bro that's cold Yeah, <laughs> yeah like that's cold yeah I'm with that Yeah, yeah I like it for real up. for real man shout out yeah. to JB man yeah, yeah, silent work the man appreciate that gear for real for real man <laughs> for real But um yeah man so so back to you man we kind of went off man but um back right to right you on. man you uh, uh along with playing you know football at Sanford and you know you 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 acclimated many 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 awards mm. Um many awards while you were at school, and many awards out of school. Before we get into that, my biggest question I want to ask you is, how did you go about making that transition, mm. or what what sparked your transition into, into starting your firm and in, in doing what you do now? Yeah, man, um, I actually just saw my godmother while I'm down. Every time I come home, I got to see my godmother. Mm-hmm. Um, she was one of the first folks that held me when I was born. They never missed a birthday. Like just beautiful soul, beautiful spirit, great people. Um, shout out Mrs. Brooks. Shout out Miss Brooks. How you doing, Miss Brooks? Shots out, Miss Brooks. Man, she shared something with me, bro. Um, she said, "Isaac, sometimes the good Lord will lay on your back just for you to look up." That's real. And you know, whenever whenever we played Auburn November. 19, 2011, that was the last game. I, I sat there and cried like a baby, because yeah. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, which a I, lot of players go, go right, through that. That's exactly right. man. You, and you asked, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question in which athletes have on a day-to-day basis that folks that are even in their 40s, 50s, 60s still dealing with, right? And it's an identity issue. And so that transition, I'm still dealing with today, right? Um, because a lot of it is just the mindset mm-hmm. and, and how you see yourself uh, and, the, and the value you think you can bring to the world and the value you see you know, that you can provide based off of whatever skill that you develop. So, um, yeah, making that transition, bro, it was really forced. You know, I, I, I had to figure it out along the way. The one thing I, I share, you know, even when, it talks, when I talk about building a business, it's, it's like flying a plane and building it at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Strapping right. the wings on, but you already in the air, like, all right, I gotta figure this out. Yeah, on up. the go, yeah. And that's scary. Right, exactly. Exactly. Perfect analogy, exactly. man. Exactly. So um, so yeah, transitioning out of, out of football, man. I, as I was sharing earlier, you know, I didn't know much about corporate America. So I I I I'll never forget there was an interview that I was doing with my with my big dog John Milhouse at, at Sanford University with a great friend of mine. Uh, we were doing an interview with myself, Coach Sullivan. We just talked about our friendship. Um, and Joey, Joey Mullins, our, our media guy, he's like, man, what are you going to do after the ball? I was like, man, I don't even know. And he said, look, you are a finance major? I said, yeah. I've always been comfortable with numbers, bro. Like, always been comfortable with numbers. If we go to the gas station right now, I'm, I'm going to calculate the change before <laughs> Buddy and You know what I'm saying? And say it out loud. Yeah, let me get that. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> Just one of those things to where, and, and it actually... <laughs> You know, it stemmed from a, a a lot of things, but you know, fast fast forward, I ended up being a finance major, and so when we had that connection, he said, "Well, I'm gonna have a guy reach out to you. I'm doing this internship um, with the real estate company. It was called Shannon Walcheck. Again, I didn't know anything about putting a tie on suits and none of that. I put my suit in the washing machine. Like <laughs> I'm on YouTube trying to learn how to tie a tie just." trash it was sloppy uh but i I just made sure i I presented myself though um i get a call from uh, it was a fortune 100 company i won't i won't name the company it was a fortune 100 company and um they were like hey we want to bring you in for an interview so i get in for the interview um he shared with me kind of what they do how they help people when it came to financial services i saw that okay this is this is this is a Pretty, pretty good deal here. You know, they work with athletes and all these other individuals. So I said, okay, this is a way in which I can still be connected to the game, but also help people. Fast forward, I see I'm at the number one office in the country. Fast forward, I see I'm the only black in the state of Alabama. So while That's I'm big. there, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be upset at the, I'm the only one here because I'm hearing certain things when it comes to building wealth, transferring wealth, Right, protecting wealth. So if I'm the only one hearing this, who's out here sharing it? And that's when it hit me: like there there is a void here, right? And I'm seeing the steps that are necessary that it takes. Prime example: we we talk about trust fund babies and and generational wealth a lot, but like, have we ever really met a recipient? You know what I'm saying? Someone, True story. Someone I have just like let me tell you what happened. True story. And I, and I met one then. It was in 2012, bro. I will never forget. And he said, Isaac, as soon as my grandparents passed away, they put X amount in the trust fund. All I had to do was graduate college, and I got $250,000. When I turned this age, I get another $250,000. I'm like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> and he's already getting his, his stuff in place for his great-grandkids. And that's, and that's probably was generational. Exactly. 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 So while I'm there, I, uh, I get a better understanding of just financial services in general. Um, again, great company, great training. I'm at the number one office in the country, bro. You know what I'm saying? So that expedited my, my, um, my acumen when it came to the financial services because I had to. The environment was very sports-like. So every Monday we have to come in and uh, present your numbers. How many people did you meet with this week? What would you? What did you talk about? What what happened in that meeting? There was a point system. You'll walk in with a big old board. You got about fifty guys in the office. If you didn't hit a certain level of points, they'll boo you. And you're the only black one there. So so that's, I'm, <sighs> right, right. You know, and so. But again, being an athlete, I'm like, come with it. Yes, you know exactly, what exactly. Hey, let's get it. Like <laughs> this is this is what it's all about. Uh-huh. Um, so I never took anything personal. You know, and that's one thing, I had, to, I had to put my emotions, I had to leave them in the a car. And a lot of people do that, and I've been in those situations right. where I was the only black in, in certain situations, and I felt uncomfortable. Instead right. of just embrace it right. and see how I can come about it, Right. I felt right. weird, and I found the the quickest exit Yeah. based on my emotions. Like, yeah. oh, they they looking at me like I'm crazy in here. Right. Man, I'm about to get out of this shit, man. Right. I'm knowing. Right.
2: Right. You feel right. me? Instead yeah. of just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's human nature, though. Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? It's human nature, and so if... And 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 that's it's funny. It wasn't until then I started to count how many times I got uncomfortable every day. Cause when I noticed every time I got uncomfortable, I grew. Straight up. Even when we work out. Straight you do up. 18 push-ups. Whenever you hit 19, you hey that straight up. I don't know if Hell I can yeah. get back up. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, up. Like, and so I said, let me capture these moments, even when it comes to interaction and communication. So it was a man, it was a lot, man. It taught me a lot, but it also let me know that um it's crazy, man. I just saw this dude. One of the last meetings I had with this company, it was a it was a gentleman, good dude, bro, real good dude. We sat down together, and I had the uh, like projections or whatever on on the uh, uh, letterhead with the logo, company logo, and it had my name on the other side. And he said, "Man, Coop, I'm not here for this." And he pointed at the logo. He said, "I'm here for this." And he pointed at my name. And that's when it let me know that okay. People ain't coming here for the oh you work for this company no they came here because I'm here so I need I need to build something you know what I'm saying and it it, and as I said ninety five percent of my family's overseas right so you know I've talked to my brothers about this like we are the first generation here in the states that's really building something you know and so our great 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 grandkids gonna be like appreciate y'all exactly right exactly. you know what are we doing that that we have and that we own that we're able to essentially say here right um and that's where there was a lot of alignment with Nip you know what i'm saying like even when that song came out that song was you know 9 10 years ago you know what i'm saying and so um yeah yeah so making that transition it was it was it of course you had the uh the optical components of it Right? Like what people see. I was going to ask you that. Like as far as you being the only black person in that environment at the time. Yeah. I feel like just being in that situation, because I talk to a lot of brothers, especially brothers that come out the streets and stuff, and I try to get them to understand, like, look, man, if you you could hustle and do all this in the streets, just imagine what you could do in the corporate world. You a genius. You know what I'm saying? But you don't want to apply yourself because... You try to find that exit when you feel like you're the only one of this type in this area. Right. So you don't want to deal with it or you don't want to go through all of it. But, And the first thing come out of their mouth is, man, I don't want to conform to the corporate, to these people and this and that. And I'm like, man, it ain't even about that at the end of the day. Right. It's about educating yourself as much as you can and passing it on down to the next person and y'all building whatever y'all gain from that. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's big, the biggest thing you're going to get from it is structure. Exactly. That's all it is, exactly. bro. And like in... That that's that's what I've been able to ident- identify while I was there. When it comes to having compliance, having marketing, having accounting, having a legal like all of those aspects of running a business and an entity. Just so we got a program now. We're taking um, uh, through our company. I know we'll get through get to it. Um, we're taking fifty formerly incarcerated individuals through our Flee curriculum. Flee stands for financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and education. Right. I like it. Flee. The verb means to run away from danger, right? Okay. So what is that danger they're running away from? Of course, financial e-literacy, right? And then, you know, the ability to to eventually develop a business and an enterprise and some type of entrepreneurship. Every time I have a conversation, I was just there last Thursday. Every time we have a conversation with these cats, bro, I let them know that you have already been equipped with the tools. You understand marketing, word of mouth. You, you have a legal department, it's just sitting on your hip. You know what I'm saying? You understand accounting cost of good souls. And we'll break down the numbers. What's mm-hmm. it, you know, it's it's the cannabis industry, so we could talk about the numbers. <laughs> yeah, straight up. It's legal. Out here in Florida, <laughs> yes sir. About, you know, and so, you know, you, you get your ounce that's twenty-eight grams, right? Let's say you get it for four hundred dollars, that's twenty a G, five hundred and sixty dollars, you got a hundred and six that's accounting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so you doing all that? <laughs> right. You just got switch your product up. Exactly, <laughs> bro. Exactly. Let's do so we can show you your tax return. Exactly. You know and saying? and the biggest thing too. Why are you comfortable with building, starting over, building, starting over, right. building? You might end up going for ten years or that's whatever. Right. Like that's right. You know what I'm saying? Like at some point, I'm not knocking what you do, but at some point, King, you got to realize. That ain't what it is. That's right. You feel me? That That's ain't right. what it is, man. Not yeah, Not man. Long-term. Exactly. Make That's the transition. Right. Th- if, if if you really got that mindset, then you shouldn't have kids. Come on, because I feel like it's a selfish, it's selfish of you to even do that. That's I right. understand you're trying to provide, but once you, after breaking down, rebuilding, breaking down, rebuilding, right. losing time from your family, eventually, like damn, right. apply the same hustles That's in the it. corporate world, man, and you see it work out a whole lot better for you. That's exactly right. You know And, what I'm and you know what's crazy, bro? I um. One of the, uh, there's a study, there's a study done that the most important characteristic of an entrepreneur, especially Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies, that they need to have is the ability to be comfortable taking risk. And that is the component that, as we all know, they have. Yes. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. You do that on a day-to-day Say that podcast. again, man. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? He just dropped the gym, man. Y'all please, 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 please listen to that, man. Say that one more time. Yeah, bro. so it's a study done, and I can I'll send it to you uh, once we finish up. Um, but it was a study done that said that the Fortune five hundred companies entrepreneurs, the skill set that is necessary to be able to thrive and grow is to be is the ability to be able to uh, be comfortable taking risk. Right. So if you think about the decisions you make on a day to day basis, and somebody's going to come by pick something up, that's a transaction. Who who could that be? That's a risky behavior. He could pull something out and try to take everything you got. Like just. That is a risky decision every single time you pick up the phone, Absolutely. every single time you get in the car, right? Absolutely. So if you are willing to do that and you put that same energy towards, you name it, bro. You name it. You got folks over here making $10,000 a month doing whatever they want. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what you got, You got kids. You, you hear me? I'm saying kids. That's right. like eight years old. And they millionaires Come just on, for bro. playing with toys on YouTube. Come on, bro. You feel me? Come if on. If you don't want to put that much work in, play with your kids. Put it on YouTube. And it's just put put your time. And this is one of the things that I I was recently I was recently talking to a municipality about this. Um, like I'm no longer hearing the the notion that oh, uh, the the low income community doesn't have access to. X, no, we got phones. Exactly. We got phones. Exactly. All that's been eliminated. Now. <laughs> exactly. Now it's just where you're putting your attention. You know what I'm saying? And so when it when it pertains to that same same industry, same folks we're talking about, put your energy towards what is evolving and get ahead of it. Exactly. This cats out here, you know, you can look them up. I think they call gas house. They they are on uh, uh YouTube, Facebook, I think Vice News did something on them to where they transitioned from the streets. And now they're doing it legally, right? And so, but there's all these different forms of it and different ways you can get invested into it. it, it it's just, yeah, man, I, I won't get into a rant, but um, and we could talk about that because I, I think there's three areas when it when it pertains to wealth and the the ability to be able to ride the wave of it. Um, that's happening as we speak. It's in the cannabis industry. It's in cryptocurrency. And it's in uh, opportunity zones. Okay, we're going to have to definitely to check that out. Yeah. So, um... What got me before I ask you this question, I'm gonna give it a little backstory. What got me in the financial realm of trying to understand it yeah. was it started very young when I, I would say middle school. Mm. I would see and, and 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 y'all know from listening to the intro, it ain't about too much black and white on this on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? It ain't even about color and race and none on this podcast. But we gonna big up our kings first and foremost. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, in middle school, man, this was a white kid. You know what I'm saying? He was a friend of mine, but he had a debit card. And I'm sitting back, and I'm like, you got a debit card? You got money on that? He's like, yeah, I got money on it. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. For real? So, I, well, so what? Who? Your, your parents put money on it for you? He's like, yeah. You know, I just do my little chores, you know what I'm saying? And I get allowance at the end of the week, you know, like 100 bucks on it, and then I can go to the store and spend and do whatever I want. Now, this is in middle school. Wow. Middle school, and I could probably say, I could probably count on one hand, maybe three fingers, out of my whole school. He, he and probably four other people was the only kids with debit cards. And I say that to say this: if we would have had that same knowledge back then, right. a lot of us would have probably been more, more comfortable or probably would have been in better situations. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because um you got situations where they probably parents was probably running our name when we was young for credit checks or, you know, um, I felt like, I felt like my parents, man, they generation, they were so um brainwashed with the work, 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 work. You gotta work, 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 work that it 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 took away from a lot of the education yeah, that they could have passed on down to us. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if I knew about a debit card, then that would have kind of got me started in high school. To even dig deeper in the credit and and do all this and do all that, you know what I'm right, saying? Which right. I never had. that. and a lot, of, a lot of people around me go through the same thing, yeah. which is what you specialize in, and that's financial literacy. Yes, sir. Yes, so, um, just to break it down for the people, give them a dumbed down version of what is financial stability. Yeah, um, and and that's a good backdrop, bro, because it it. It makes me share the story of the Freedmen's Bank. Are you familiar with that story? Mm-hmm. And again, as 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 you mentioned earlier, this is nothing about black and white. Money's green. You Straight know what up. I'm saying? But in the process of acquiring money, there were some black and white things that exactly. we definitely would like to address. Exactly. Um so the Freedmen's Bank, so this is when Abe Lincoln was president, uh, right as right after the Emancipation of Proclamation, this is in 1865, he put up uh Hence, Freedmen's Bank. So where Bank of America sits today, mm-hmm. if you go to the White House, it's walking distance from the White House. Where Bank of America sits today, that's where the Freedmen's Bank stood. Abe Lincoln thought it was very important. That, you know, so important he wanted to be able to lay his eyes on it from, from the White House. Right? Okay, that's big. Now, y'all listen. So, um, of course, the, we are, we're all aware of the story of the 40 acres and a mule. That's, Which we still want to this day, <laughs> <laughs> and that story is a little jaded, you know. So they they met with the the pastors in Georgia um, right before they applied that rule or what or whatnot, and said, "What now do you got?" Who's they? So this is more so I, I would say the government, okay. the government met with yeah. the black yeah black pastors okay. went, after they freed after they freed the slaves and said, "Okay, what do you guys want?" They said, "Look, we want land." You know what I'm saying? And that's when they said, "All right, we're gonna give y'all some land." They got their land. Fast forward, they saw how well they worked the land. They said, "Okay, let me give y'all a mule." You know, so the mule came later, right? So then, that's hence forty acres in the mule. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, um, they were seeing how much money they were making. That's why Abe Lincoln said, "All right, they need somewhere to store their money, but they also need to understand money in general, financial literacy, and just having deposits and cash and loans and whatever." A month later, Abe Lincoln gets assassinated. So the bank is up. The person that took Abe Lincoln's spot. Verbatim says, I can't reverse everything Abe Lincoln did, but I sure can't ignore it. He was not a fan of black folks being free. Not a fan of it. Ulysses Grant took over the uh, bank, so he lending money out, seeing how much cash coming in, because black folks making money now. Ulysses, right? Ulysses S. Grant, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. So, um, uh, black folks making money now. And don't don't quote me on that. I want to say, hopefully it's not Ralph Marion. Hopefully I didn't get him mixed up. So, Fast forward, um, and all this stuff that you can look up, all this stuff is you can Google it. Put your Googles on, people. Yes, sir. Fast, fast forward, uh, seven years later, the bank starts to d- deteriorate. we all aware of um, what's my man name? Oh my gosh, now I'm over here dropping names and I'm losing <laughs> them. Uh, oh. Frederick Douglass, abolitionist. Frederick, they call Frederick Douglass to say, hey, look, we're trying to save this bank. He cuts the check for $10,000. In today's dollars, that's a million dollars to save the bank. Again, This is the first financial institution that black people were able to put their dollars into. Seven to nine years after its existence, it closes. You had close to 70,000 deposits, close to $1.2 billion of black folks' money in the late 1800s. Wow. In that bank. Gone. Gone. So when you hear great-grandma say, I don't trust the bank, they got a good reason. They don't come from the air. But when I heard, I read a book, it was called How the Poor Can Save Capitalism by John Hope Bryant. That was the first book I read from start to finish in two days. Damn. And it shared that story. And it gave me the, the, the awareness. And also, I, I applied grace to the lack of understanding, right? Because now you transition to 1921, Tulsa, Oklahoma, another catastrophic event to where economics were hindered from one generation to another. That's $1.2 billion. How many houses could have been built with that? How many community centers, yes. You know what I'm saying? So when we talk about generational wealth, there is a certain class of individuals that were hamstringed and hindered from that opportunity. Which, which like you said, killed that generational wealth for people later on down that line. And which a majority of wealth is the knowledge, right? And so when we look at even the term capitalism, we hear capitalism all the time, capitalism. Cap- what, what does capital mean, right? The Latin derivative of capital is capitas, which means knowledge in the mind. So what knowledge do you have or you, are, you have the ability to generate revenue off of? If it's a skill set, right? If I'm a welder, if I'm a real estate agent, if I'm an attorney, if I'm a landscaper, whatever it may be, like what is that, that skill set? Because if you go to your barbershop, you're a part of capitalism. He built the business and you pay for that business. We just talk about the misuse of it. Right? You make labor off of people. For real. <laughs> you make money off of people. For real. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, and I again I won't address that. So when we look into all right, what is financial stability? Go back to your question. Um, it's a sense of awareness, bro. It's a sense of awareness. Like, one of the, one of the main sta- steps that we take with our clients is just making sure that w- where's your money and do you understand what it's doing ultimately means where are you going what's your coordinates in your gps and do you have the engine to get there right i'm a man of analogies bro so I, let me know if I need no, to I'm, slow nah, it nah, down no 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 i'm i'm locked in i'm locked in y'all listen man and so stability <laughs> You know, just think about just think about the term stability. I'm, and this is the first time I'm, I'm kind of expounding on this. In order to get something stable, you have to have control over exactly. And so, finances is one of those things in which, unfortunately, that nuance that's not talked about is the emotion that drives the inability to control. Because when you deal with money, it's emotional. Absolutely. Right? My wife is here. Absolutely. If I want to do something for her, that's going to feel good for her Absolutely. Baby, right? And like, I want to do more of that. Absolutely. And so if it's traveling or if it's this or if it's that, but unfortunately the approach when it comes to getting stability when it comes to one's finances, it's, it's in a manner that is... Um, it's like a chore. It's like, man, I ain't trying to do that. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for real. I got to read this right. and I got to go. Nah, I ain't oh, doing I'm that Yeah, exactly. For you know exactly. real, for real, for real. For real. I know how much money I got. Shit. Right. You feel <laughs> me? Like, I ain't, yeah. Right. I'm finna get paid again. <laughs> exactly. Right? So it's just, you know, it's, it's easy to delay it. Right? And so stability, at the end of the day, when it comes to finances, there's certain checks one needs to make mm-hmm. when it when it pertains to the financial foundation. Mm-hmm. Of course, liquidity is, is is that. When I say liquidity, liquid. What can you go to the bank and get liquid if, assets? Mm-hmm. You know, needed to. So good good uh good segue. Now when you say that, which is better? Or is it, is, is there such thing as balance between cash and credit? Mm. Should you have that balance? is one better than the other like you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying I I, I I I still go through that like you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah so this is this is I it's funny you asked that question um probably about three weeks ago I made this distinction when you look at cash and credit the the difference just Isaac Cooper this is our own terminology that's liquidity versus access right so liquidity is something that's yours you got access to somebody else's money when it comes to the credit right they' The the use of credit needs to be in a strategic way, right? So sometimes we commingle liquidity and access for convenience. So, so say that again. Right. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Right? Let me, let me dip my toe in that pool over there real quick. Look at your head. Out yeah, pop, for real. Right? I've done it. Uh, me you too. Shit, me and so, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> me too. So I get it. And, some, yeah. and sometimes the need of today demands it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which, and which, which is a reality. And so, one thing when it comes to finance is being robotic and like thinking every, oh, do this, every, see, no. We, we are a generation, that's I was just thinking about, we are a generation that's agnostic to change. If you were born within 72 to 88, 89, 90, change happened very frequently within each decade. You know what I'm saying? If it was technology, if it was communication, True. if it was access, True. right? So change in life happened as well with the types of jobs that you have. So back in the previous generation, you get a job, you got this pension, got a 401k, work for 20, 30 years, retire, get Social Security, shoot the deuces, what's happening? Where my grandbabies at? Exactly. Let me right? chill right up to the doing? sunset. Come on now. You know, and so it's funny, it wasn't until 1981 in which... Uh, the 401k was introduced, that's when a lot of financial illiteracy was starting to rise to the top. So when I say that, so companies said, okay, we're providing this pension for for our employees if you work X amount of years, which means they pay for that out of their pocket. 401k is introduced, that means that now the responsibility is on the employee. That's why it's called a match. You put 3% 3% in they match 3%, right? And we can get into the details yeah. of that. And then you got some companies that's ESOP, like you said, right. we get into the details. Right. Right. So, um with that match, now the employee has to put their own money up, okay? Fast forward, we look at today's environment. The company's like, "Oh yeah, we finna shift all that responsibility responsibility to them that saved them 2 3 4 5 million in which they didn't have to allocate." And then two, now the employee has that opportunity to build their asset themselves. But what happens? They, they dip don't. It into it. Yep. Mm-hmm. They don't, or they dip into it. Right. Then you got penalties. Right. Then you got all this other extra right. stuff. Right, so. right, right. And now that defeats the purpose of why you started in the first place. Right. Because now you're messing with your future. So that shift, go- we're going back to that uh, stability, that shift now changed one's responsibility on how to build wealth, right? So even some of the foundational things that one generation, one generation could share to the other, there's some thing, basic things that are helpful. But there's so much has changed when it comes to the ability to make money consistently that some, some of those aspects, you know, you can void it, right? And so I really feel like we are the generation that's gonna build that foundation of awareness. You know what I'm saying? What do I need to be aware of to make sure that I'm making the right decisions? So of course when it comes to, again, I'll, I'll get back to it, just three to six months of built pain ability, saved up cash. That's that's that, that that's a need, right? That's that's a that's a that's a step that needs to happen, but I think the way we get there needs to be shifted, and this is where we start. So the first thing we ask folks is, tell me the three things you want to keep spending money on. Mm, that's big. If I was to say, I was to say my house, um, my future. I would say my house, my future. Get more detail on your future. What do my, you see? What is, it? is, my, it, is my, it? My future, I would probably say like like trying to trying to put something on the side for... Retirement funds or, are okay. or, or, or just, just a rainy day for emergencies, man. Okay. And I feel like that's what kills people mm-hmm. going through life. You know, emergencies happen so much unexpectedly,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you're already in an impoverished environment. You know, right. you got nowhere to run. Right. So it's either you're going to run to the streets, or you're going to try to run to a credit company. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, Tim, g- give me this. Let's say that foundation is set. Mm-hmm. Let's say savings is there, emergency fund, check. What are... Two things you say. All right, if I could keep doing this every week, every month, if I could put this in repetition. Now is it now? When you say that, is we being specific as far as uh, line yop, good times, or like serious serious business stuff? Both. Okay. I would like to travel. I would say travel. Yeah, yeah there we go. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> I would yeah, say travel. Yeah, yeah. So, if we think about the type of travel you would like, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes we, we may say, all right, we want to go overseas, have a good time, great experience, which it is. Then there may be another level of traveling to where you go there and you got a personal chef. You know what I'm saying? Big time. So when we imagine that and we stay, like, keep that energy, and then we say, all right, what do we need to eliminate to create that? Now the way we get to the goals is different because typically it's, it's addressed in, all right, we need to cut our budgets to bit." Energy's off. Uh uh-uh. uh. What do we enjoy doing? That's what I mean. But that's what I automatically think when it's right. something that I want to do. Right. Oh, I gotta stop. Okay, I gotta cut this out in right. order to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it, and and then as well, too many times we we, it's like the it's like the the gym syndrome first of the year. Right. We set these goals. Man, I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna do this. I'm go to the Great that. Yeah. Oh yeah. We finna, oh yeah. I'm gonna get in there. Right. Come by April 13th. Man, I'm at the house drinking brews, man. (laughs) Well, yeah. Straight up. And so the issue, and this is what we found, we put weekly goals in place. Like, let's get off the runway. Like, let's get the energy going on, like things we can high five, even if it's savings, if it's, you know, like what I put up, you know, I got cash on me, right? So one of the things that help us when it comes to budgeting is just like the emotion behind spending cash because... I spend $18.37 and I get $1.63 back. I felt that two quarters dime and three brothers they gave me. You know what I'm saying? That dollar piece, right? But if I swipe my card and I don't log into my bank account until two days later, uh oh. Right That's now, now you're you on the right? Got my attention now. You know what I'm saying? You're on to something and now. So there's certain things that are necessary to do that the previous generation didn't have to address. They got mail day checks. You know what I'm saying, or they had to go pick them up. Yep. Deposit it. What's the accounting? It's all all this stuff evolved during our time frame, and so some of the tools and techniques we got to tap into our environment before we can get into the you know the nuts and the bolts, right? Because when we look at a lot of folks with with wealth, man, the biggest thing they just control their environment, bro. You know what I'm saying, and there's just certain habits that you have to have in place. Um, but you also got to prioritize and lately education ain't really played a part in that most no no, they have not no they, and and that's and that's why financial literacy is is huge on what we talk about because it's not in an elementary school, it's not in middle school, it's not in high school, it's not in college like these you know, unfortunately, when we get out, it's the assumption that oh yeah, budget yeah, that's easy, it's just you know ten minus five is five, I yeah. just gotta keep doing that nah, you know it's bad. just like nah, it's, that that's not how it works, you know what's the difference between gross and net? You know, like, what What are some basic things that we need to be aware of to make sure that once we approach this, we know how to make these decisions before, the, before that situation makes the decision for us. Exactly. It, right? Like, I'm not going to buy a $2,000 computer, and I ain't even bought in $2,000 this month. Right. Come on. That's <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? That's right. And the environment today allows us to be able to make decisions like that and not feel bad for it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, just pay $70 a month. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sign up right now. I can right. get that today. Yeah. Shit, sign me right. up. And right. then next thing you know, the $2,000 you 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 got credited for turns into $4,000. Exactly. Cuz exactly. you got caught in the moment yep. and you never read uh, illiteracy. Right. You never right. read nothing that was going on, you didn't know anything about it, and he said it, "Hey, you know, you just apply for the for the store card and right. it's a 4.5%, whatever, but you're not right. listening to that. You're That's like, right. I'm about to get this computer, boy. That's right. That's you know right. what I'm saying? And That's then right. now you stuck. Right. $4,000 later, yep. you ain't even paid the bill. It's going to get you credit. Yep. Now you're in the rut. So I think going back to your question, and I, my apologies for jumping around. No, nah, it's the, all good. I like it. The cash and credit, I think what just is one better than the other. Um, let let me help you break it down. Is there a such thing as too many credit cards? And after you answer that, the average person, how much should you think a person should have? You, I feel like I feel like a person should only have two to three credit cards. So when I when I think about credit cards, I think about strategy. If somebody says, "Hey, Coop, I got these credit cards," and I say, "My next question is what for?" Exactly. They were like, "Man, the reward points because we do X, <laughs> Y, and Z. So when we travel, we get X back." That's a strategy that you're utilizing that's mm-hmm. working very well for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, on this car, we actually get X amount of cash back. So what, what we use it for is boom, 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 boom. If there's no strategy behind it, mm-hmm. um now you're now it's it's a defensive tool. So now it's something you just gotta react to, which is not bad, right? Because you could use the credit versus the cash. Um there can be a situation where there's too many credit cards. It's all about the use of it, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, And that's why I, you know, I, I squirmed a little bit like, uh, it depends, right? I've seen folks with three, four credit cards and the way that they're utilized, one's for travel, one's for groceries, mm-hmm. one's for, you know, yep. and they looked into the details, that it, what it provides. If you shop at X, Y, and Z, exactly. this, this, be this. Um, they're paying it off on time. They're under that 30% utilization rate. Like, there's no... It is properly being deployed, right? Um, But if it's one of those things, you got a credit card with a $1,000 limit and the balance is $837 and it's been like that the last three months, we got an income issue or we got an expense issue. Or responsibility. Where's your responsibility? That's exactly right. right. Because the only way you're going to knock that down is make more money or spend less. Exactly. And so, um, but again, but things happen. Things happen. Stuff may go out on the whip. Medical expense may pop up. Family member may need some bread and you may overextend yourself that happens. I get that. So I'm not, I I don't want you to beat yourself up. That's the last thing I want you to do. Because once you do that, you paralyze from yourself from making a decision to change your situation. So don't let shame get in the way. True story. You know what I'm saying? Please don't let and shame. And that's what get a lot of way. us do. Yeah. Especially like a brother like you, or um like a guy like my cousin who fixed credit and stuff. The first step is a lot of people scared to do business with y'all. Is because, oh, shit, I don't want that person in my business. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, You know what I'm saying? And That's it's right. like, bro, it ain't even right. about that at the That's end right. of the day. If you just trust me and allow me to help you, you'll see it'll work out in the long run. That's exactly You know right. what I'm saying? Nobody's perfect. That's we right. all got shit going on. That's exactly You know what I'm right. saying? But if you come into this situation knowing that this person is going to help me, right. and hey, man, accept my flaws. I came to you because my shit is a mess. Right. I man. didn't come to you because my I'm looking good, and you know right. what I'm saying? That's right. And I said that to say this side note. I'm going to ask you to get coop on my team with this financial consultant cuz I need smell baby. You did. So, <laughs> yeah, you know I got you, bro. But you know man, I, I tell I tell all of our clients, bro, like even with myself, my credit's been in the 5 and the 4s. I didn't even know it got to the 4s, right? And so everything in which we share with someone we've used. Mm-hmm. Like we've been I've been there. We've been there. And so um from credit to cash to even the the just addressing what's in front of you. We like that's why our process is so different. That's part of why I had a transition from the fourth. To, oh, you gotta wear a suit every day. Nah,
2: this yeah. is where I'm wearing this to work. <laughs> you know
0: what I'm saying? Right. Like you, we, you'll walk in, may listen to some Lauren Hill or something. You know, Straight going up. through the office um, because at the end of the day, we want folks to feel comfortable, right? Because what we're addressing, you're gonna be uncomfortable just for a little bit. Just, I, the first part is always the hardest. Absolutely. Because guess what? Now you're getting financially naked. Oh Lord. Absolutely. 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 I hope he ain't following me on Instagram. Yeah. This nigga done seen me balling last night in the club and now he looking at my shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, bro. Oh bro, and look. That that's why I, I appreciate it so much because I'm like had a little good time. <laughs> you know I ain't gonna judge yeah. it. You feel <laughs> it. <laughs> you know and and, and big you Straight know up. Straight up. Saying and and, like, and 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 we're very realistic. I had a, I had a couple. They 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 got a newborn. Uh, they were headed down to the beach for a trip, and this was right before our meeting. And I said, uh, all right. So how how we budget for the trip? And I'm like, oh, you know, a couple of hundred. I was like, who you? And you know? They said who they were going with. So I was like, okay. I'm gonna map out the day and just tell me if I'm off base. Y'all gonna get down there and get dinner, right? Mm hmm. Drinks, yep. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's that's about 85. Easy. Straight up. Easy. 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 Without the tip. Easy. Put a dollar on it. You know <laughs> Straight understand? up, for real. Wake up, brunching it. Yeah, mimosas. You Runnin'. know it. Uh huh. Yep. 70. Out on the day. Yeah. <laughs> we'll shop a little bit, 152. And we just started adding A couple hundred out the door hundred. already. They were like, yeah, that, that does sound about right. You know. <laughs> and it's just, and, and, and for me, it's just, let's call a spade a spade, right? Like, let's make sure that we are aware of what we're addressing and let's be realistic because if you use that card, you can easily make it feel like it's a couple hundred. Uh-oh. There was a study done as well. So the same chemicals that are released whenever you spend cash... Are the same chemicals that are released whenever you smell something bad. Really? Mm hmm. So I, I believe it's called endorphins. Uh, i mm-hmm. you know,
2: yeah, I sound right.
0: Wrong. So, um, and the reason why I bring that up is not the, the reaction of, mm, like the smell. It's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's, it's the timing of when you notice it, right? Okay. So whenever you walk up, up, walk up on something that smells bad, it's a quick. It gets your attention. It immediately, right? And again, you go to the bar. Nineteen ninety eight. You give him a twenty. You get him two (laughs) brothers back. That's an immediate recognition that I just spent twenty dollars. You know what I'm saying? And so, again, that's why I carry cash to keep my count top of mind. As soon as I pull my cash out, that's all I got. Okay. So, uh, my sister is this way. I don't like to carry cash because it's gonna make me spend it. So, well, that's okay. Now we need to create an environment. Okay. That ensures that there is a dollar amount that you've agreed upon because we got the, the three pillars of our company is exposure like once we get exposure into your goals and objectives you get exposure to how we work we connect okay boom based off your goals and objectives there's a certain level of education that's necessary that's the second pillar e- education after that the third pillar is execution hey you gotta go make it happen right so once we identify the environment that's necessary through the exposure and the education, and they may say, "Man, I can't, I can't use cash." Okay, F- when it comes to your savings, let's identify a bank that you don't have a relationship with. Put your money there, your savings account there. Uh, uh-uh, uh, no cards, no checks. The only time you can have access to that money if you drive up there. Your other car, since you already saved the amount that you need, use your car then. Because once your money out, that's it straight up. You know what I'm saying? So we'll just shift the environment. You know straight what I'm up. saying? But we have to be aware of our habits and the way we make decisions. Absolutely. To make sure that we create the environment necessary that allows us to maximize those skill sets. Absolutely. Right. And so and so when it comes to building money, building cash and and accruing wealth, um that's that's probably the biggest thing that I've seen. We've all heard it. You hang around nine bro, you know nine bro folks, Straight you are up ten. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. And it's vice versa. If you right. hang around some brothers doing something, come on, they might spark you to do something as well. So, come on, yes, come on. absolutely. Because it's just that you know that exposure, man. Because it, it just for me, it's it's less of Cooper. They say, well, how much money would you want? No, I don't want the money. I want I want access to the folks that got it. Right, because once I get their information on how they acquire it, there may be a certain way I want to go about doing it. Exactly, you know what I'm so, <laughs> I like don't it. Just boy, dump that thing. on Add me like your man. own flavor to right, it. I like right, it, right, man. And so that's a lot of what you know. What we exist, the team of I M um, C, man. We have a uh, brother down in Mobile, D A. Uh, he ran track in Mississippi State, so we're like a coalition of former athletes, mm-hmm. ultimately. And y'all all went to Sanford? No, nah, right. no, nah, yeah. He went to Mississippi State okay. uh, down in Starksville, okay. uh, ran track, him and his wife, uh, solid brother. We actually met at Northwestern Mutual. Oh, excuse me. Now I didn't share the company. Yeah, so- <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I seen you had him, and then you got you got yeah, two other company. people. Yep, you got two yeah. other people.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that company I didn't want to share. That Yeah, Northwestern Mutual, Fortune 100 company. You see them on all the commercials. It's a wrap. Um... But again, it was I bigged them up, all great companies we just had a part ways when I needed to start my own thing. Absolutely. Um, that's what God had designed that's, for. That's me. exactly right. And it and it, it was less about me, less about um your uh, ego, team, like yeah. it was more about the services that needed to be provided, right? I hated the fact that folks walked around with commission breath. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, let me show you about this product. You know, you know, <laughs> man, no. Bro, that's big, bro. That cuz that shit scares me, bro, cuz I've had a lot of jobs based off commission. Yeah. And it, it's scary, man, because yeah. It's like a certain way, man. It's like you basically gotta force yourself on tell person. Yeah, you know what that's I'm saying. How I moved. That's not how. That's not how. I met my wife. You know what I'm saying. That's what I told them. Like I ain't even. I ain't <laughs> even. Change. You know, it was just okay. All right, you know. And so, that's not a. That's not a. A method that I that I can deploy and still be authentic. Because that ain't. They were like, man, that ain't cool. Mm-hmm. Walking around here, and, hey. and then I didn't wanna. You know, being public public or something. Some of oh shit, there you go. Yeah, Straight you go. You up. Know, f- that's, that's yeah. That's big. <laughs> that's big, boy. That's big. <laughs> you know boy. That's so, big. Let me go down the other way. I see yeah, cool. He about yeah, to come I try know, to Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you hear about that investment? I mean, no. You know? And so it's funny. What's what's funny? Oh, we shit. we have we have these uh I should. My clients know, and we all cool, bro. is how cool. I let them know, like, look, don't be coming tap me on my shoulder at a Baron's game, like, hey, how much, man? Nah, no, yeah, for real, I'm off, man. For real, man. Off, Same man. Meeting, man. For real. How we doing. <laughs> um, but it's that cool though, bro. Like, it, it, and and again, unfortunately, that method of it's, it's crazy. And that's why I tell folks, man, just follow the money. That method of acquiring clients is so hyper focused on money. Money, making money, money, making money, making money. My I, my hyper focus was like, no, they need help. They need help. Educate and, first. And the only way I can get to what the truth is is they have to get comfortable. So the way we get there, I disagree with that progress, that process, right? And so now, what what is sacrifice? My ability to make money. Uh oh. <laughs> Straight up, <laughs> you know, that, and that's one of the routes of starting a business is that especially if you see a void, especially if you see something that's not being represented, you know, there is a, there's a, um, a component of, you know, abruption to it, right, to where anything that, you know, may surface, it, you know, there's a, there's a level of misunderstanding, like, what is that? What, you know, how, is, hold, hold on. And for me, my confirmation was the folks that I was having conversations with, seeing their situations change, seeing it develop. I've been doing this thing going on eight years now. You know what I'm saying? And so knowing that that way was the only way to make sure that their change was long term, I was like, <sighs> straight up. You can't do it, bro. You know, and so of course along the way you gotta do side jobs from absolutely FedEx. Man, I had my number on Craigslist moving furniture. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. athletic, shoe. <laughs> you <know> hey, <laughs> Hustle don't stop. It, right? <laughs> so um to maintain those conversations, right? And so thank, you know. We got office space and all that, and signage. And I see. You I know, see we, what we've we definitely developed, but it's it's taking a team. And you in Birmingham, which right, is a historic right, right. place in itself. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, that, that that should motivate any any black king out there. Just just that alone. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, Birmingham Birmingham has been a has been a very welcoming to your boy, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I, well, Birmingham is definitely definitely has a, a place in my heart, in our heart. I'll share for our family. Um, even the fact that I sit on the board of the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute, man, I'm the youngest in the history. Yes, uh, I now, and, and 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 I was gonna say that, man, we we gotta we gotta touch on that just right quick, man, because you are very active in your community, oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, you you do uh, a lot of financial seminars for, for corporations, organizations, churches. Um, you got 2015, in 2015, you know, you was the age you got the agent of change award. Um, He was also in the Birmingham Business Journal, Rising Star Money, Mm. 2018 A.G. Gatson, People's Choice Community Service Award, 2018 Sanford Inaugural Audrey Gatson Howard Award, and the 2018 100 Black Enterprise Modern Man Award. And my dog also been featured in NASDAQ, NerdWallet, AL.com, and many other publications. And like he just said, he was the youngest person to be nominated the Sampson University Board of Overseers, and most recently designated a national monument, Birmingham Civil Rights Institute, Mm. and he's also a board member of the growing Kings, you hear me, Kings, and the National Business League of Alabama, man, listen, this guy reaches at least a thousand students on a yearly basis through football camps, man, speaking and just putting his hands on these young princes out here, man, and and that's big, man. So and, that, and that's just a small list of the awards and all the things this man do. And, and and to still have the time to come over here to Florida and sit down and have this conversation with me, man, that's big, man. And you, you got to get a round of applause for that, man. And um, I'm overwhelmed, bro, because like I said, bro, you do a lot for the community, man. And, and like I said, you motivate me, man. And just listening and y'all hearing all the awards that this guy do, man, like... That should motivate anybody that's trying to move their feet around here, man. And and I'm going to always get brothers and kings like this on my show to big them up and spread that word and that knowledge. That, look, man, there's really some kings out here that's moving their feet, man, and doing some positive things, man. It ain't about rap. It ain't even about all the extra stuff that we glitz and glamour and fantasize about, man. All that is, is is bait. You to just fall into some most stupid shit, man. No, man, follow this wave. These brothers is actually doing some things, a lot of things. If you don't want to be on the board, you don't got to be on the board. Go help this man at these football camps, man. And touch these kids. It's about generational wealth, and even for take the wealth out, it's about generational knowledge. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. So if we could all come together and spread that word and pass it on down to the younger generation, I guarantee you they gonna speak highly of us when we dead and gone. Yeah, cause we yeah. never gonna see the change while we alive. That's right. That's right. Never gonna see the change while we alive. So yeah, I live in twenty five year increments, bro. That's my goals, man. You know, every twenty five years, like so, even for the business, because that's like you said, there's there's so much that gotta be shifted. It's funny you brought up the football camp. The next one coming up this Friday, bro. And like you know, on average, we have about four to five hundred kids, free breakfast, free lunch. And I, I, I sigh, I take a deep breath because when we think about when we look at these kids when they walk up to the registration table and they crunk, they coming off the bus or whatever. 75, 75, to 85%, man, it'd be like grandma, aunt, I just about to say that, yeah. Mother. You know what I'm saying? What hey, where Pop's at? Exactly. I just about to say Aunts, that. Aunt, where you at? You know what I'm saying? They look to y'all for right. those father and uncle figures, man. That's right. And so we're very intentional. And, and again, I'm going to shout out Big JT, Jeremy Towns, Demar- DeMarcus Covington. They the both founders of it. I'm, I'm honored to be a part. Shouts I'm out like, y'all fellas, man. Keep up the good straight work. Straight up. Yeah. D Cub, man, he coached for the Patriots. Jeremy Towns, he about to graduate from medical, medical, medical school. Um, again, both former football players, both brothers, both kings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and doing great things. And so... Very intentional with the camp, bro. Just ensuring that we always say it's a one day camp to affect the other three hundred and sixty four days of their life. Exactly. Right? And so, you know, from providing structure, you know, obeying instruction. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, well, hey uh, t- I said touch the cone. Give me ten push ups. You know, what I'm goes. saying? That's exactly right. And getting and, and also, you never know, bro. Like you know, we've had kids come up to the camp. They ain't have no drawers, They ain't have no shoes. Last time they ate was yesterday that morning. You know what I'm saying? Like just, so, so not even taking ourselves out of our environment for that day. Even though we pour so much to the kids, bro, I, I get so much in reciprocity. I can't even quantify it. I can't even quantify it, man. And, and and it's a it's a it's a spiritual maturation that happens. You know, as that seed is deployed. If it's hey, you know, get in line. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. to. You know, hey, don't put your hand... You know, it, it's just little things that you're able to address that that may shift their direction in life, right? And so, um, you know, it, it's all about sowing seed, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's all about sowing seed. But I'm, I'm appreciative. Again, I, I, it's usually... I never talk about the accolades and all that. Man, I hate... You know, I almost didn't even put it on our bios. But mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm grateful because everything that's been built, it's, it's all been based off of we got to fill a void. Right, and so even I started the first Black Alumni Association in school history at the university at Sanford University. That's what's up, man. And it was that transition. I said, "All right, who's a black dude that play ball, that's wearing suits and stuff that I can call? I don't know what I'm about to do again. Well, I'm about to graduate, you know." And I kept asking that question, and I was wondering how come they can't go to an Excel spreadsheet and hit sort for real, and it's that simple. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> How come, like, there isn't something to like, all right, well, we need to build that then. And now, what, four or five years later, um, it was just announced in April of this year, it raised 25 grand. So when I shot the deuces as president, transitioned it to, to Juul, um, you know, I said, hey, look, we're going to raise 25 grand over the next 12 months. And it's for student scholarships for X, Y, and Z. We laid it out. Mm. Go back this year. I'm no longer president. They awarded. I said, "Wow, that's big, boy." That's big, um, That's big. So, man, one word that I've been learning. (laughs) You know, it's funny. All these words I I, I learned along the way. Perpetuity, right? Where just lasts forever. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that that was my goal with that to be able to fill that void. So even from the camps, that was a void in which I felt like that I needed to be filled. Right, like just even for myself, like what I thought it was either through sports, football. Rapping, entertainment, or the entrepreneur that don't pay taxes. I thought those are three routes to be able to make some, you know, make something happen. Once football ended, I said, okay, where, where is the outlet? Who are the individuals coming to these cats saying, like, hey, I'm actually in the process of writing a book too, bro? That when you when you asked about the transition, that's why I almost I ain't know where to start. <laughs> um, and ultimately, ultimately, it's really just recategorizing, recodifying changing the way that we label this sport it's not a career it is not a career straight up we don't we don't go to a doctor and say "Hey, you need to have a plan b or you want to go to med school you need to have plan b bro that's a career straight up matter of fact i'm glad you said that because me and two two i know you're gonna hear this and we about to get this straight right now (laughs) i might be wrong or you might be wrong but we finna find out when you say career what do you classify as a career and when I say that, just to get technical, because that's how our conversation started, I told him that uh, he said a waitress at a restaurant, that's not a career. And I'm like, what you mean it's not a career? I said, in Los Angeles or in a lot of busy places, you got waitresses fucking around and making $40,000 a year. Easy. More than that. Easy. That's what I told him. I said, more than that. But he gone off of the first thing he see on the internet the, the average medium or the average income is like twenty thousand dollars yeah that's what he they're like reporting. you can't survive off of twenty thousand I'm like bruh no bruh that ain't accurate that's what they're reporting. Thank you. A lot of their money in cash. Thank you. you. We can go down the street. Sand you Destin, you got waitresses making 75 grand in the summer. And they been there. Yeah. And that's a career. And right. they'll tell you it's a career. It, yeah, yeah, But he swearing it's not a career. I'm like, bro, uh, anything you put time in and you making money off of that you can live off of, is a career. That's exactly right. And the, the reason why I, I say the NFL is not a career is it's more so an experience, right? And the fact that I get, I, <clears throat> I'm very particular about that word careers because now you are categorizing inside the child's brain that once I make it to the NFL or if, if I make it to the NFL, I'm, I'm good. good. That's it. Right? <laughs> you couple that with financial illiteracy. Oh, I got five million. Who got five million? Government got two and a half. straight up. <laughs> straight up. And your agent got X straight My up. A, so don't think you can live off of what you got left over. <laughs> and, and, and man, and you know we can get it I got so many stories on guys from all, all plenty of schools that we've had conversations with, worked with or whatever. Um, but you, you couple those two things in which you know this child has mischaracterized this, this event, these events, right? Because whenever we go to a concert, that's an experience. You get that ticket say start time and end time. You go to the NFL, okay, great. Play three years, great. Play five more years, great. Uh-oh. There was an end time. You know what I'm saying? And so that is an experience to create a career. And can we go out on the limb and say you don't know that end time? Exactly. It's so unexpected. Exactly, because it could happen in high school. Exactly. It could happen in college. You know what I'm saying? It could happen your first week in training camp. Exactly. Mm, ACL. You out of here. Right. What you got now? Oh, Oh, you want to take a knee? Oh, you out too. Straight up. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up. Okay, you got opinions? Straight up. (laughs) What the hell at all? Straight up. That's what we pay you for. We don't pay you for your opinions. Right. Straight up. And guess what? You forgot when you signed that contract? Mm -hmm. You for us, basically. Yes, sir. You represent us. Come on. So don't sit here and think you can run around freely like you want to. Come on. Hell nah. Right. Let me catch your ass on the motorcycle around this time of the year. Right. You tripping. Right. You feel me? A lot of people don't know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they could, you feel me? So, you're right, bro. And that's why I tell all potential entrepreneurs, because even as I talk to them, the only difference between you know someone that's in the league to someone you know making eight hundred thousand dollars a year, someone making eighty grand a year to thirty grand a year, is just where the comm is at. Your goals are still the same. You want to take care of your family. You want to you know if you got debt, you want to reduce it. You want to build wealth. You want you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You want to travel. You it's exactly. it's all the same. But with them, you have to leverage this W two income to create 1099 opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when you create 1099 opportunities, that means you create an entity that's getting paid. Uh. Straight up. And so they have this influence and this income. If you don't marry the two right now, this social media age and where you could... You're essentially getting paid to where it is, where it at. Dude, man, what? But, um, again, so... I almost went into a whole little rant. It's it's not a career. It's not a career. And so um, the guys we work with, man, we're we're very grateful for because they they have that mindset or they're evolving into that mindset. You know, we we created spaces in which, um, you know, once you have this influence, you got to leverage that because now you have access to individuals that have certain incomes, in which that education
2: will Absolutely.
0: maintain that income. Right, but you can't go in there and saying, "Oh, yeah, man, yeah, I took a picture with so." No, 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 no. Nah, you got to do the work. Did you? Did you? Hey, yeah, let's sit down, and grab a cup of coffee, I have y'all. to love, do the work. learn work. love, uh, learn a little, uh, love to learn a little bit about your business enterprises. And you'd be surprised how much power a conversation holds. They want the influence. They want. They want the picture. Yeah, I was just with uh, yeah, Chris Johnson. Yeah, yeah, check it out. <laughs> yeah, I get fifteen percent. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna come on a boat. <laughs> That's all they want. Yep. You know? Yep. So I, I may be spilling the beans a little bit, but it's just <laughs> capitalize on it, yeah, bro. Yeah, for real. And, and that's what I don't want you to do. And I will say that on the air. I don't want, that's what I don't want you to do. Don't give them too much. Yeah. Let them come on. Yeah. You feel me? To your services and, and, and explain more because I feel like what you're giving them right now, it's a lot to have them like, damn, that brother talking his shit. Like I wanna I wanna check that brother out, boy. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And, and and I don't want you to, you feel me, cause we could go on all day and I don't Most want definitely. you to get too comfortable yeah. in, and spill the beans, you feel me, <laughs> without them having that one-on-one consultation, which I think they need. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? This is just for for the purposes and on the surface, you feel yes, me? Sir. To let them know what's up. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I want them to come and see you personally and have that one-on-one consultation because if y'all like this. Just imagine what it is one-on-one, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's a whole different experience, you yeah. feel me? A different experience, and it's personal, it's one to one The man got integrity, he looks you in your eyes when he's talking, and um, like I promise you, man, all my black kings out there, all my kings and queens, black, white, Asian, Chinese, whatever, because my family is a melting pot, mm. you know what I'm saying? So everybody, man, I, I really feel like this brother can help y'all substantially, whether it's now or in the future, particularly in the future. So if you got some future goals, man, and you trying to do something and get somewhere, and you in a rut, you just stuck, kind of like me. You know what I'm saying? That's why I had this man on my show, because I feel like he can help a lot of people, man. And it doesn't matter if you're in Birmingham, Florida, Louisiana, Georgia, all the surrounding areas that that mess with us, man, like, he available. yeah, He available, man, and um, he gonna give you all his his information. And it's particulars, man. I promise you. I'm you know, actually, it, y'all can wait, y'all can sit back and wait and do y'all thing, but you know, like I said, we big on leading by example. You feel me? So once I have my personal one-on-one experience with them, then I can come back and share with y'all, you know, how that went, give y'all my testimony, and I know for a fact, because you know that's how we is in this age. Right. You, you gotta see somebody do it first. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then, oh damn, Joe did it, so I guess it it wasn't too bad. Let me go ahead and check right. it out. Right. You feel me? You right. gotta lead by example sometimes, man. That's so right. I, I don't have no problem with that, man. So y'all, I'm gonna give y'all my testimony, man. And I guarantee you, man, this 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 brother is doing some big things, man. And and even if you find that you so say, you know, a lot of us are hard-headed. Mm. So even if you find like shit, I'm I'm straight. I I could do this myself. I don't need mm-hmm. the man got so much other information he can give y'all, man. Just just listen to when you listen to this podcast, just go back and listen to all the awards. They're not really awards in my head. That's all the work that this man has been doing. That's how active he is. So when you think about Isaac Cooper, don't just think about IMC Financial Consultant. Think about all the other things that this man is doing, reaching the communities. And he's an activist. And he's he's putting his foot, I mean, he's putting his money where his mouth is. And he's out there every goddamn where, man. Sun up to sun down. Just follow him on his Instagram. Y'all see him. The man stay busy, man. It's basically what I'm saying, bro. Like, He ain't doing it for the money at the end of the day. Of course, we all got a family to feed. We all got bills to pay. You feel me? But at the end of the day, I know for a fact, and I can vouch for it. I can stand on it. I can bet my house on it. This man is doing this shit from the heart, man. And I wouldn't want to surround myself with a better brother, man, with a better brother, man, and his homeboys that I know. We all know the same people, man. Like, these guys are the same way, man. Some genuine kings, man, and... We all trying to do something. And it ain't even about us at the end of the day. It's about them babies. Right? It's about them babies, man. So um, thank you for coming on the Black Aristocrats podcast. I got one more question before we leave. Yes, sir, bro. Because I'm interested in it. I'm trying to get interested in stocks and bonds and Bitcoin. So what would you tell somebody that's trying to get into it without giving too much? Like I said, mm. just, just, just like, you know, hey, man, I've, I've been looking at this Bitcoin, all this cryptocurrency stuff, man, and these stocks and stuff. But I don't know... How to get into it? I'm not literate to none of the terms. I don't know where would you start. What would be the going rate? Mm. I'd be scared of it because I automatically assume, well damn, you got to put some money into that shit. But mm. so <laughs> from what I'm hearing, you know, people starting as low as twenty dollars. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the one thing that I would definitely, I would separate the two. So when we think about stocks. Think about bonds, we hear terms like mutual funds, things of that nature. Um, and then you have Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. So I would separate the two, right? They are both investments, but the vehicle in which you invest in has certain protection, right? So if you invest in the stock market, it's called the SIPC, Securities Investors Protection Corporation. So if everything you lose all, you know, a company shuts down and you lost the money that you invested in there, they'll protect you up to a certain amount of uh, um, assets, right? When you invest in Bitcoin, all of that is being worked on as we speak. Cryptocurrency, like a lot of the regulation around it. Now, can you both put money into either or and make money? Yes, right? The one thing at the end of the day it is, um, we like to use the term risk. I'm
2: it's about to a, say it, that, how big risky, of a risk?
0: Yeah, It's a risky thing, and so... Um, I always tell folks, don't put your rent money in there, right? Like, this is something you want to have strategy behind, just like the credit card. So if we're going to invest, we have to identify what type of investment we are going to make, right? Is this an investment in which we want to touch in the next 12 months? Is this an investment we want to touch in the next three years, five years, 10 years? What is this for? Once we're we're clear on that, then we can identify what type of risk we want to take, right? Because you don't want to take a very risky uh, uh, investment if you're going to touch it in the next three months, right? Because if you can lose it all then, then, you know, that wasn't a good deal. Um, so when it when it pertains to investing in the stock market to make it simple in, in, in investing in Bitcoin, you can start as low as $5. You know what I'm saying? $10, $20. Before you, before you say, okay, I'm about to invest, make sure you're clear on all the avenues and where your money is going currently. Because when you start investing, you don't want to disrupt that, disrupt that, by an event happening, oh, something popped up. Now I got to dip in there. No, 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 no. That's the whole point of investing, right? Is to leave it in there. And I'll and I'll I'll just share this. When when it comes to investing, and you keep touching it, just think about grabbing a bar of soap. Every time you grab a bar of soap, grab it. <laughs> that mug gets smaller every small. <laughs> time. You know what I'm saying? So they are both viable investments. Bitcoin is something that is being worked through when it comes to the compliance around it, and so the. Conversation around Bitcoin sometimes drives the value if it goes up or down. Um cryptocurrency, there's there's more. So you have cryptocurrency, and then under that umbrella, you have different types of cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Which I feel like that's gonna be the wave in about the next 15 years. Yes, it ain't it, gonna be green dollars, most, it's gonna be straight debt. Most definitely, most definitely. If you got Cash App, you see that BTC up there. Straight you know up. what I'm saying? Yep. And so Again, access. The more the more places in which I feel like it is going to become accessible drives the value of it. The fact that you can go purchase real estate with Bitcoin. And right? now I'm starting to see it at a lot of some of these restaurants. Exactly. So, um, again, follow the money. If you follow the money, you'll see why people make decisions, right? And so people saw how much money was being moved on this platform, and they said, all right, if we provide this as a uh, way in which they can transact their service or product will make more money Straight right up. the state of i want to say the state of ohio in 2018 you can now pay your taxes in bitcoin
2: that's really, right
0: they're getting with the wave exactly they're and they're so dead. like you said the the um digital transformation that's happening and we see it in the industry the restaurant industry you walk up you, sh- you know you go to applebee's you got a tablet in there that just removes someone's job right so digital transformation in different industries is now happening in the financial industry, right? And so we have to be aware of the language, right? Because the language is shifting a bit. You know what I'm saying? Because you're hearing all this different, like, cold storage and all, what what does all that mean when it comes to cryptocurrency? It's the same type of role that banks play. We just, again, got to understand the language, put our energy towards the information because it's changing right in front of us. That's why we have to be the generation that welcomes change. Because the more we, oh, no, it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. Now, now, look at Facebook. They're going through some regulation shifts right Hell now. Yeah. If, you got, if you got a $40 smartphone, you got access to Facebook, now you got access to this cryptocurrency. So now access to capital is, start, is permeating across all tax brackets. So this is actually going to be one of the biggest moments for the African-American community to be able to partake in something that is new when it comes to the exchange of dollars and uh, uh, finances and goods um, and how they can partake just by having a device, right? Usually there was different things when it came to going to the bank and doing X, Y, and Z. And so we got to get ahead of it. We got to get ahead of it. There are some folks out there. I will share this. Um, follow Tyrone Ross Jr. on Twitter. Tyrone Ross Jr. on Twitter. Ross, R-O-S-S, right? Yes, sir. Another, uh, another, another king. Follow him on Twitter. You'll find all the jewels you need around on cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and all that. Solid, brother. He's just on CNBC. Good friend of mine. Shout him out. Hashtag free jewelry. Straight up. Free goddamn jewelry. Pay attention. Free gems. Y'all follow Tyrone Ross. My man just gave it to you. Oh, and I'm going to say this, too, because I know... I, I'm just covering every way, every way I can because I know how people think. Listen, when you hear this brother on his podcast and you like, oh, he's talking about, you know, he he knows some people in the NFL, he know this, he know that person, and that person. Don't think his business is for those type of people oh, only. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. That's he right. specializes in regular folks, just like us, man, that's with right. regular nine-to-five jobs that's trying to get shit together. That's right. You feel me? You know, so don't don't think like he out of your league or it's Crennou, man. This man he deal with regular people, man. Regular people. I'm a regular person with a job. I don't I don't got NFL money. I'm not no. I don't I ain't got no none of that. I'm a regular person just like y'all, and that's who he deal with. So whenever you thinking about it or you it's crossing your mind, man, just know he deal with people like us. You know what I'm saying? So don't be scared to even make that initial contact, man. And it all I say I say this, man. Just just hit him up. Find out for yourself, man. Find out for yourself. Isaac Cooper, at IMC Financial Consultant, man. You wanna give out your um social media handles, man, or contact info, man, for the people that want to get in touch with you? Yeah, the um business page on IG is IMC underscore financial consultant. Mm-hmm. Uh if you wanna follow me personally, it is planning P-L-A-N-N-I-N-G, two underscores, and then number twenty-two. Um Let's see, Facebook, same thing. You can find me, Isaac Cooper on there. Twitter, uh, I try to be as active as that. thing move fast yeah, for Twitter, real. bro. Twitter is fast. Yes, um, I ain't been on it in a while. Man, it's too fast. It's fast, bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, Facebook, Instagram, and, and just, as, just as Liv said, man, I, I, we welcome everyone. You know, and that's that's part of why we created our platform. And I appreciate your words, bro. appreciate the platform. Again, yes, it takes sir. a lot appreciate of- Appreciate you coming. To, you know, being intentional. Uh, and it's an honor, bro. It's an honor, man. And just the vibes, even walking in and, and the hospitality, that's just, um, you know- Words, words can only say so much. Straight you up. Know Absolutely. And it's not going to be the, the first and last time oh, no, on sir. this podcast. No, sir. Like, he's actually a member of the panel, man. So you feel me? When I talk about the panel, he might not be here, but he's definitely a part of it. And um, as the future goes, man, y'all going to see us putting together some positive things for the community, man. So whatever y'all need, especially on this end, man, if I'm in the area, I'm down to help, bro. Most definitely, Even bro. if I could send donations or whatever, I could get together some car washes or whatever, man. Yeah. Hey, let me know. I'm down to help. Most definitely. Definitely. got my word on that, man. And yes, um, if y'all missed his information and his handles and all that, I'm sure y'all follow me. Y'all going to see. I'm going to throw all that up, you know what I'm saying, on my on, on my Instagram, man. So if y'all forgot it, y'all can damn sure look him up on my Instagram. And um, last but not least, man, you know what we doing. Yes, sir. How we going to end this out, man, with your closing song, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it, but I just want you to explain, you feel me, you know? Yeah, yeah. So Nip, nip in the beginning was... Uh that was big because if if you if you listen to the to, to his lyrics, he talks about so many things from transitioning, because he talks about his transition from the streets into uh, music, and then having infrastructure. You know, as he mentioned, when his his, his when he passed, he got a trust fund for Imani, money, and so that was something I definitely respected. But the the the, the foundation of myself. Again, I'm Jamaican by blood. You know what I'm saying. And so, brethren, like, Wangwan, shots out to the fam in London and Jamaica. <laughs> yes, yeah, so yeah. You're done. you fine. So. Shots out, baby. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, just the vibes, man. And so, usually, at, at some point every day, I'm listening to this song. At some point, and it just again, one thing about reggae music is it's music for the soul. You know what I'm saying? Straight so, up. I'm, damn sure is. Always appreciate it. So yeah, Bears Hammond, he's a he's a he's a legend. Bears Hammond. Bears and I Hammond. love, I love Jamaican and reggae music. Have you heard Ro Timmy's new album? I have. I have. Hey, I like it, man. Yeah, that brother jamming on that yes, one, boy. Sir. Yes, he, sir. He that's positive vibes yes, all on that. <laughs> I listen to that damn that every day, bro. Right. I that's love right. I love that Ro Timmy, boy. But um, I'm a big fan of the, uh, uh, Jamaican and reggae music, man. And um I think you might've put me on somebody, boy, because I've never heard of this artist oh, right this here. So, legend, so bro. when you sent it to me, I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh no, I ain't, no, I ain't never heard of him." So you know what I did? I went through the catalog <laughs> yeah. and I listened to a couple albums. I got a lot more to go, but I listened to a couple albums. I grabbed me some songs out of it that I, you know what I'm saying, yes, that sir. I could vibe to. Yeah. So I appreciate you putting me on this king right here, man. Most and um, definitely. we gonna close out, man. Once again, before we close out, man, it's a pleasure. Yes, Are sir. You coming, king? Mm-hmm. I know it ain't gonna be the last. Great, great, great interview, man. Um, IMC, man. Financial Consult, man. Look him up, man. And we're going to close out, man, with Barris Hammond. And it's the song called I Feel Good. Mm. And on that note, subscribe, listen. Black Aristocrat Podcast. We out.
2: For I feel I'm tired, bitch. When you're wrapped up in my arms, dancing to a reggae song. Feel good, feel good. I feel good. Cause your perfume isn't loud, and only I can talk about Feel good, feel good. You feel like velvet rubbing over my skin. And when your hair dances on the machine, I wish we were alone, baby, just the two of us. Yes, every move you make gives me a rush for all. Wine some more and show me that love, unconditionally. Make believe we are alone, just you and me. Ain't the problems, leave them behind Don't let it show Go, baby, go, baby, go, baby, go, baby, go I feel good When you're wrapped up in my arms Dancing to a reggae song Feel good, feel good I feel good Cause your perfume isn't loud That only I can talk about Feel good, feel good Whoa, yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa, what
1: Black Ristocrats Podcast yeah. We out